Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, you heard Scott Wheeler on Friday talking about all of the Sens prospects in the system, but today it's time for the Locked On Senators' turn to rank the top 10 Sens prospects in the system right now. And we revisit our top 10 list from last May. Who rises, who falls, and who's off the list completely? There's going to be some hot takes on this show, so let's get into it and more on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 974 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter. LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and most importantly, a subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LockedOnNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Today is Monday, February 5th, and Pillsy. You said you were going to keep your eye on the farm this weekend. Down in Syracuse, Belleville gets a sweep. What was your biggest standout from what you saw? I mean, a lot of players had really good weekends, Ross. Uh, I'll start. We'll lead to my biggest standout. I'll start, though. We're a hashtag goalie-friendly show. Mad Sogard, bit of a tough time up in the NHL uh, for a couple games here. So he goes back down to Belleville, gets the starts in back-to-back games, uh, which is kind of a rare thing in the NHL, but in the AHL with all the back-to-backs they have, it happens a little bit more often. And he nails it, shuts the door, gets the dub in both games. So that's a huge confidence booster for Matt Sogard. And I think the correct move by the Ottawa Senators, sending him down, letting him get those games in. So uh, shout out to Mads there. But the king of the weekend, or Rosh, should I say the all-star of the weekend for the Ottawa Senators was none other than Angus Crookshank. I mean, goals in back-to-back games, including the overtime winner. And you can hear us talk about the overtime winner, but you have to go see it for yourself. It's an amazing one-man show goal by Angus Crookshank. And after, his celebration is emotional, to say the least. He's got a lot of passion, and he was fired up to get that overtime winning goal. Well, it happened on the road in Syracuse, and the reports are that the guy who was sitting next to the penalty box was talking all sorts of trash all game to the Belleville boys when they were in there, not only all game, but both games of the weekend set. So Crooker just wanted to go let that guy know who got the game-winning goal on Saturday. As you mentioned, Crookshank off to the All-Star game leads us in perfectly to our top 10 cents prospects, and we have chosen to go under 23 years old as of today. If you're over 23, it doesn't mean you're not going to make the NHL. We've seen many stories of players that make the NHL past the age of 23, but these are the kind of the next wave because we've already talked about Igor Sokolov. By the way, three points for Sokol on the weekend. He's only one point behind Crookshank, 
for the AHL team lead. Our two boys up at the top of the Senators points list in Belleville. So that's great to see, but neither of those guys are going to be on this list as they're 23 and 24 years old. They both, to me, are going to play more NHL games. We've already talked to nauseum about how Igor had a goal and an assist, was an offensive weapon, and played, I thought, pretty well in his five-game sample size last year. Um, so hopefully he gets his shot soon. And Crookshank made a great impact when he was up in, in Ottawa and uh, since going back to Belleville. He's been able, it took him a couple games to get his feet wet again. No points in his first four games after his recall from Ottawa. But since then, he's got a point in six of his last seven games, at least including a three-point outing in a loss to Grand Rapids. So Crooker's down there doing his thing, but neither of those guys are going to count on this list. So Pilsy, are we going to do this countdown style? Or are we going to create some, some intrigue as we climb up the list? Yeah, let's do count countdown. Like start start at ten and work our way to the top. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that that's a good idea. And uh, one interesting note, and it just kind of reinforces that this upcoming NHL draft, where the Senators have two first round picks, they're going to be in the mix. They need to add that next wave because a lot of our players, we only have one teenager uh, out of the top ten, and that means that it's a D plus two, right? Like this, the draft plus two which, you know, it, it's time. A lot of 22, a lot of 21-year-olds on this list. I will say, though, we've included a 23-year-old goalie. We know it's it's well-known, widely known that goalies take longer to develop. So even though it's under 23, we've made an exception for the goalies here on a hashtag goalie-friendly show. Coming in at number 10 on the Locked On Senators. Wait, 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 wait. Record scratch. Roo, roo, roo. We got to show everyone the May list first. Okay, I was I was wondering when you were going to hit that, uh, so you had me in suspense there as well. Yeah, let's review how things looked the last time we did this, Ross. I can't believe it's been so long since we did this. We used to do a top ten prospect list like every other week. They used to be more fun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably why this now hasn't we... happened in a while. Now, I want you to read this from, why don't you do 10 to 6 and I'll do the top 5 just so we get a new voice so we're not just reading names for, for a few minutes. But what I'll say is, wow, we've upgraded our graphic game from this. This is from last May. We'll show you what the updated ones look like throughout. This is an episode that you might want to throw on YouTube as we've got stats and everything through each player that we're going to do. Um, on our honorable mentions, two of the three are now into the top 10. So we had Stephen Halliday, Oscar Pedersen, and Philip Nordberg. Then at number 10. Yeah, so hey, we st we still got love for the audio people. So we're going to lay it out for the people listening audio as well. Number 10 on our top 10 prospect list of last year, Lassie Thompson. Number 9, Levy Marilinen. Number 8, Roby Yarventi. Number 7, Tyler Boucher. And number 6, Jacob Bernard Docker. Number five was Tyler Clevin. Number four was Matt Sogard. Number three was Zach Estapchuk. Number two was Igor Sokolov. And number one was Ridley Gregg. So Ridley Gregg and Jacob Bernard Docker have graduated, not only JBD in terms of age, but also those two we consider to be full-time NHLers. So the parameters here, under 23 outside of goaltenders. And we. this is where it gets a little bit more ambiguous is that we get to decide whether or not a player should be considered a full-time NHLer or not. And if you are, you're not going to be included. So Ridley Gregg, you're an NHLer. I congrats. think that that's fair to say. Congrats, buddy. Congrats. Get a buddy. place, Ridley. Find a place in Ottawa. But with that said, I mean, it just further underscores the need for a blue chip prospect yes. because I think that you could probably 
make this list 30 different ways and you wouldn't be wrong. It's just a, a matter of who's who do you think is going to make the biggest impact? Because right now it's like, look, Ottawa in the NHL system has already kind of those those cornerstone pieces, but you're always looking to add the next one. So I think that's what's going to be really important about this upcoming draft. Not a guy who can step into the NHL right away, per se, but a guy who in two, three years, you're like, okay, when the top prospect lists come out, the top 50 drafted prospects across the NHL, you need to have some guys in there. And I think that right now, Ottawa has one guy who could kind of be on the lower end of that. But ironically, it's probably the position that the Senators need the most of in terms of a style, a prototype of player. Who is it? We'll get to that. The top 10 countdown is next on Locked On Senators. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. Guys, if you want to win 100 times your money, play Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. As the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy Sports. Obviously, our top choice for Daily Fantasy Hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. That's huge. I love the Sleeper app because they've got a great group chat function and you can let your buddies know, hey, I'm feeling it this week. I'm seeing the board clearly. I got the best picks. I got the best players. You can talk some smack and then let them know when you win it all. And entries can be made in less than a minute. Time is money. So you can quickly pull up to the game and get your picks made right before puck drop. You'll love to see that with studs like Brady Kachuk. Claude Drew, Jake Sanderson, Drake Batheson. All you got to do is pick more or less on stats for these stars. Stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Sense fans. 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details only available for our friends in the States for now. Today's episode is also brought to you by our very good friends at the Glebe Central Pub. The Glebe Central Pub, right in the heart of the Glebe. It's a place to share with friends and neighbors. Look, the Glebe Central Pub is at 779 Bank Street. They've got great food. They've got awesome drinks and the atmosphere to match. And not only are they known as a great neighborhood pub, but they are also the place to go to either watch the Sens games on the TV there or take the Sens shuttle to and from the CTC. So what we see with that is only for $17 and get your tickets online for the game against Toronto when the Senators return February 10th. Also, the Ducks game on February 15th, the Dallas game on the 22nd, and Vegas on the 24th. You can get your shuttle tickets online at Glebe Central Pub. So leave your keys at home. Let Sue do all the heavy lifting. She is the best driver going, and she gets you to and from the CTC. They leave an hour and 15 minutes before the game and get you right back afterwards. If you're worried, oh, how do I find the bus after? So easy. Sue will walk you through everything at the Glebe Central Pub. So check them out, 779 Bank Street. Proud sponsor here of Locked On Senators. We love the Glebe Central Pub, so when you head there, make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. The vibes are free at the GCP. Sure enough, it's Super Bowl week, and I do a false start starting our top 10 
Sens prospects here on LOSP. We've made it. It's February 5th. The Ottawa Senators are off for a couple more days on Thursday at 4 p.m. That's when the Sens will return to practice their next game, of course, at home on Saturday against the Toronto Maple Leafs, looking to finish that season series with a 3-1 record. Ottawa with two wins, both in Toronto, so they're looking to get that win at home. I was boots on the ground the last time the Leafs were in Ottawa, and I thought the Sens deserved to win that game, and maybe if it wasn't for that flash of a light when the Sens are on the power play, uh, maybe things could have been different. But Pilsy, today is all prospects all the time. We should remind people if they missed our episode on Friday, Scott Wheeler did his top 10, top 15 really list of sense prospects and evaluation of the system. Um, So if you want to hear his thoughts on that, feel free. Tomorrow and Wednesday on Locked On Senators, we're going to be chatting with Ian Mendez, good friend of the show. Um, Shocker, he dominates in trivia. (laughs) Again, no spoilers. And then Scott Wheeler will be by on Thursday to take us through The NHL draft. Yes, the 2024 NHL draft. I think it will make a lot of Sens fans feel better about one of those faux runs. Eh, Pilsy? Mm -hmm. Where, like, whether we're drafting third, basically second. Like, one is on its own pedestal, Macklin Celebrity. But from 2 to 15, it feels like you're going to get a good defenseman either way. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of options. And uh, not just, like, options, but good options. And... Two or three options, Ross, that would work very nicely for the Ottawa Senators. So I'm feeling good about the Sens' chances of getting a player we like in this upcoming draft. Yes, there are a few, and we'll get that. We'll get into that with Scott. Also coming up on Thursday, Scott, who's been following the OHL for as long as I can remember, he's been obviously around the Brantford Hamilton Bulldogs. So he kind of lets us know what players Steve Steyos targeted when he was in the OHL because we haven't seen him make a single move yet. There's been a lot of rumors, but nothing has been uh, pulled and completed just yet. So, of course, if a trade ever happens, we will be the first to be live on air describing it, discussing it, getting into it with the chat because we've entered vibe on the postcast, but also whenever news breaks with the Ottawa Senators. That said, this is our top 10 prospect show. You know the list from before. Maybe take a screenshot. You can compare it if you'd like, but we are starting it out at number 10 with the only teenager on this list. From the OHL Saginaw spirit, it's Jorian Donovan. Yeah, Jorian Donovan has been a player that has looked really good and so good. The Saginaw spirit were like, okay, we got a Mem Cup chance here. We got to grab Jorian Donovan. And the move so far has been decent for him. Uh, I think he was having a little bit more success with the Bulldogs, but he's, well, I don't know. Maybe it's actually, that's up for debate. Uh, It's been pretty close, only 12 games in Saginaw, but this is a defenseman that he has more than just an A game, right? Like, sure, he's putting up points, 36 points in 46 games so far this year combined between the two teams, but he can play a gritty style as well, and he's not afraid to chuck him if need be. So Jorian Donovan is someone that, although he's number 10 on our list, Ross, I'm very excited to watch this guy grow and develop. He doesn't turn 20 until April 5th, so he's got a lot of runway here. And and he joined Belleville for just a quick cup of espresso at the end of last season. Didn't go his way, just in two quick games. But uh, I think for him, the most important thing is gaining confidence at both ends of the ice that he can carry into pro hockey. I think that he's obviously taken a a bunch of steps from a fifth-round pick for him to be ahead of guys like Thomas Shamara. not on our top 10. 
right? So to jump up and be above a third round pick, heck, we don't even have Philip Nordberg in our top 10. Yeah. And he's so out of all the defensemen, the million defensemen that Ottawa took in that 2022 draft, Jorian Donovan to me is rising here. And again, we should probably give another honorable mention here. Theo Wahlberg has had a pretty good year with Ohio State in his freshman year. But again, he's not in our top 10. So Jorian Donovan has done enough for us, not only with showing his leadership, his character, all that, but the production to match. Even last year, he had great production in the Ontario Hockey League. So I think he's a player to watch in the upcoming seasons, and I think this move will be good for him. It'll it'll be good, no doubt, for us because he's guaranteed a spot in the Mem Cup with his uh, host Saginaw Spirit playing there. So um, I'm hoping to watch more and more of him as the playoffs go on. He's a guy who's already had an opportunity with uh, with Hamilton back then to uh, to make a run in the Memorial Cup. So he's no stranger to it. He was in there in his first year in the OHL. Um, so look, this is a guy who's gaining a ton of great experience, and he's going to be a player that's on Sens fans' radars for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. And it's you mentioned we kind of had him tied at the hip with Thomas Shamara and. Jordan Donovan has been the one that's taken uh, the bigger leap so far. Coming in at number nine on our list of top 10 Sens prospects from the Belleville Senators, it's Maxence Gannett. And this might be a bit controversial because we tweeted out at Sens Central. We were asking, who is your favorite Sens prospect? Just favorite. And he was some people's answer. So why is he down at number nine on our list? I feel like, Ross, he started off very hot the season in Belleville and now he's kind of cooled off as in his last what one two three four five six seven eight nine ten games only one assist and before that he was getting points on almost a nightly basis uh, especially to start the season I think uh, Ross he's a little bit lower on our list just because he's 22 years old so he almost caps out of uh, our 23 year old uh, age gap for this list but there's still a lot to like here like he, he's still a solid player a seventh round pick in 2019, putting up the numbers he is in Belleville is great. He's a right shot defenseman, 6'3", 196 pounds. So, like, that's good size. That's the position you want. And he puts up a lot of points here. I just think it's going to be interesting to see what's next for Gannett, right? Like, I feel like he might just consistently have these types of seasons in the AHL and I don't know what he can do to make that next big push and make that next big step as a prospect. That's where I think maybe we're not sure he should be too much higher on this list. Now, he's the only right shot defenseman on our list. So yeah. that's that means something, right? Because there's not many guys ahead of him in the depth chart. He does have that one NHL game. It was almost the same, like, you know, the courtesy game, the last yeah. game of the year, game 82. And we also know that he was a favorite of Pierre Dorian as well. There's no there's no doubt about that. So for me, it's now that there's new management, new eyes on him. Let's see where he does. Because he's not on the top pair in Belleville. The top pair is Tyler Clevin with Nicholas Matin Palo. That's yeah. what it's been basically the whole year. Then Gannett's on the second pair with Dylan Hetherington typically. And then Lassie Thompson is down on the third pair. And Thompson's also aged out here as well. But it, it, it almost, it's a bit of Christian Willannon with me where it's like he's getting the points, mm-hmm. but what's he going to do to be an NHLer? And that's, we'll, we'll see. Look, we're not counting him out. And for the no. value that they got in the seventh round, like this is solid. He's got 86 shots on goal last year. He set a career high last year. I believe he led the entire Belleville Sens in points last year uh, with 40 at five goals and 35 assists. 
in last year with the Belleville Sens. So um, a curious prospect, but to me, because of his age, he goes down to number nine on our list of top 10 Sens prospects. Yeah, and I'm not sure what his status is right now, Ross, but he hasn't played since January 24th, and I don't think he's at the AHL All-Star festivities. So Yeah, doesn't seem like it. So yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully he's back soon. He is also in the final year of his entry-level deal, so he'll need to negotiate a new contract this summer. Coming in at number eight on our list of top 10 cents prospects is... Oscar Pedersen, Pistol Pete, happy belated birthday. Pistol Pete turned 20 years old yesterday. And if you look at these stats with Rogla, not great. Okay, that's why he made the move to the AHL. In the SHL, not much ice time there for him. No goals, one assist in 26 games. Was a dash nine with only 16 shots on goal. But the thing is, when he's been playing against his own age group, even as recently as this season, He's dominant. Four goals in four games. Last year had 23 goals in 24 games. Not points, goals. So we know he can shoot the puck. He did that. He, him, Halliday, and Boucher were the three best players at Sens Development Camp that we got to see. He's a guy who just feels like he plays that pro game. I like comparing him to his old favorite player, Patrick Hornquist, as well. But what do you think that he needs to do here now that he's made the transition only two games. Look, he's got on a plane on Monday. He was on the ice Friday and Saturday. So we're not going to nitpick his, his first two AHL games playing on the fourth line, but down the stretch here with Belleville, what to you does Oscar Pedersen need to do? Honestly, Ross, it's just get more ice time. Like that, that's the thing with being a young player in the SHL's ice time is very limited. Uh, like looking through his game logs, like there's his last five games, Eight minutes, seven minutes, ten and a half. That's nice, but that was an overtime uh, game. And then zero, and then even one game with zero. 15, 15 seconds. Like what zero and 15 seconds on the the time on ice game logs for Pedersen in Roma. So this will be a good opportunity for him to start building up uh, some time playing in North America. Um, it'll be interesting, Ross, to kind of see how he is able to adapt from the SHL to the AHL. I I feel like it's fair to say those are similar leagues, right? Competitive style and uh, small ice. ice, though. I think will benefit Pedersen. Yeah, it should. A a guy that's able to shoot the puck like him. Hopefully he's able to get in tight and uh, get that shot off. You don't get the name pistol Pete uh, out of nothing. He's a sniper when he's able to get the opportunities. And clearly in the SHL, he just, he wasn't being given those opportunities. Like the the one assist that he has, Ross, that was his highest time on ice. I believe it was over 15 minutes. Uh, and that's when he's he was able to get an assist there. So he needs more ice time. And uh, I think right now, like you mentioned, he's just getting acclimated to Belleville. So he's on the fourth line here. But I think he's going to have some opportunities to move up and hopefully at least uh, find some time on the power play. We'll be tracking Oscar Pedersen, who just turned 20. And I think that, to me, is why he's above Maxence Gannett right now. And it was pretty close. I mean, you can make the argument that Gannett could be above him. But for me, he just projects like a guy who's going to be a worker B that you can put on a line. And he'll go and get the pucks, be an offensive-minded player, but also be able to cover on the defensive side. So Oscar Pedersen comes in at number eight on our list of top 10 Senators prospects. Coming in. At number seven, hashtag goalie friendly show, it's Levy Marilyn, the former third round pick in 2020 
made his North American debut in junior with Kingston, then went back and played in the Liga, led the league in shutouts, and now he's coming back, playing all over. <laughs> this guy's jersey collection is getting to be pretty, pretty uh, comprehensive. But he's kind of split the year between Allen Americans in the ECHL and the AHL's Belleville Senators. We decided to go with his ECHL numbers, the sparkling save percentage there. The games played are almost identical, but you really hope that he grabs the bull by the horns here and makes it a bit of a run here in Belleville, especially with the a bit, with the fact that he's up there right now. He needs to show a bit better, I think, in the AHL. Yeah, but for young goalies, Ross, I don't have an issue at all seeing them spend some time in the ECHL. In fact, I actually think it's a benefit. Uh, It's a chaotic world in the ECHL if you're a goalie, and he's going to have to bail himself out of a lot of situation, and and that's going to provide a lot of good lessons for Levy Marilyn. And like his last couple games, I know he's in Belleville now, but when he was down, um, down in the ECHL, or wait, I've got this. No, no, no. This, this this still works. 41 shots, 39 shots, 41 shots, 43, 43, 40. Like, he is getting to feel the puck when he's down in Texas. And look, the numbers are, are solid there. Sure, the competition is much, much lower than in Belleville, the NHL, and Liga. But I think it's good for a goalie to have to be adaptable and... You know, you gotta you gotta earn that time in Belleville, and he's got goalies ahead of him in Matt Sogard and Kevin Mandelazy that he's gonna have to beat out. And I don't mind that he's taking his time and getting a lot of uh, big starts and lots of shots in the ECHL right now. I like that he's nine and four in the ECHL in Belleville. He's four five and one, but he's also won his last six games in the ECHL. And you mentioned yep. the shots on goal; they're coming at him, at him fast and furious. Now he's also lost his last four in the AHL, including getting pulled, only allowing uh, or allowing three goals on thirteen yeah. shots in a loss to Grand Rapids. So hopefully he can bounce back. I'm not sure if he'll get another game here before going back to the ECHL. We'll see what the whole shakeup is. If Anton Forsberg is ready to come back after the Sens, obviously that pushes the whole deck of cards down one spot. But Marilinen, lots of track left. He was one of the youngest players in the draft when he was picked. He only turns 22 in August. So the rest of this season, it's his 21-year-old year. year. And um, yeah, it's just about finding a bit more consistency because when he's on, he's... He's amazing. And a lot of people have seen when he's on and it's almost like he's the goalie of the future, but then there are a lot of games where he's got a sub 800 save percentage. And you're like, okay, what happened here? Remember there was that one world juniors, I think the summer one where he couldn't stop anything, but then either the year before the year after he was on, he was unbelievable. So it's really interesting to see kind of the highs and lows. And that's something that he'll have to battle through as he gets more used to pro hockey. But Levy Marilinen, I'm confident with this spot for him here on our list of top 10 prospects. And I think that as things develop for him, that he could find his way even higher as we redo this list down the road. But that's how our our top 10 list has begun here on Locked On Senators. But I'm excited to get to the top five because to me, yeah, there's no like blue chip prospect. But there are a lot of prospects that I do think could fit roles at the NHL level and be impressive for long periods of time and allow the Senators to have success further down their lineup. So, so far, we have Jorian Donovan at number 10, Max Gannett at 9, Oscar Pedersen at 8, and Levy Marilinen at number 7. The top six are next. This is Locked On Senators, your team every day. 
Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Ross mentioned it earlier, it's Super Bowl week. Happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday, you got to have the best seat in the house. You got to have all your snacks, all your refreshments within hand's reach, and you got to place some big bets. You got to be prepared. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a victory. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel, they got bets for everything. Which player will score a touchdown? How many points are going to be scored? Will Usher debut a new song at the halftime show? Will yeah, yeah. either quarterback catch their own pass at plus 5,000? And I haven't seen what the options are, but FanDuel also has a spot. I'm going to check that out later for um, who the Super Bowl MVP will thank first in their speech. I got to think, I, I got to figure that like parents, uh, you know, Taylor wives, Swift. yeah, Taylor Swift, God, the fans, the coaching staff, those got to be all options. So you got to decide who you think is going to be thanked first in the speech. So lots of fun stuff to check out on FanDuel. New customers, if you join, you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign Kelsey. up. Let's hear it. There's on FanDuel right now. Will the MVP mention Taylor Swift in his speech? Plus 600 for yes. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean. And another one, because, you know, Kristen Juchek, Juchek, the the fullback on the 49ers. Yeah. His his wife made all those jackets and stuff. Right. So, but now they're playing against each other. So will Taylor Swift be wearing a Kristen Juchek custom design jacket going up against her Husband's team. Interesting. Interesting. You can bet on it. Plus 190. Those odds aren't that long. Ooh, see, FanDuel. FanDuel has it all. Why would you go anywhere else? So check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. are into the top six on our Locked On Senators top prospect rankings for February of 2024. And coming in at number six, he's a disher, he's a point-per-game college player. It's none other than Stephen Halliday with the Ohio State University this season, the former mid-round draft what was he fifth round draft pick of the ottawa senators 104th overall he's got 27 points in 28 games nine goals 18 assists and 75 shots on goal he's a player who's so cerebral out there he's never going to blow past you with speed but not many players think the game is as high of a level as stephen halliday yeah and that's what makes him such a good playmaker ross i think Really, if you're Stephen Halliday, the ideal line for you would be to have a speedster that's going to work hard and get the puck. He's going to get the puck to Stephen Halliday, and then Stephen Halliday is going to dish it off to a sniper who's going to finish the playoff. Like, he's kind of the the connector piece on a line, right? Like, I don't think he's going to drive a line, but he's going to support the players that are going to be able to finish and the dynamic style players. He's going to be able to find them and get the puck to them because, as we know, Stephen Halliday is a disher. Hashtag not a disher. That's egg on my face because this guy loves getting apples and passing the puck. 18 assists in 28 games. And 
this is someone that uh, Scott Wheeler mentioned it. A lot of scouts were looking at him and saying, wow, this is a nice player, but like, you know, we don't want to draft an overager. I feel like so many people have this prejudice over drafting an overager. I'm not that concerned about drafting an overager if you really believe in him, right? Like you, if you got to get your guy, go get your guy. And the Ottawa Senators really liked what they saw from Stephen Halliday. And as Ross mentioned, sure, Tyler Boucher and Oscar Pedersen were making waves at Dev Camp, but Stephen Halliday was the guy everyone was buzzing about. When you're walking in the hallways, everyone was chatting about Halliday. When, when we saw Pierre Dorian, he was uh, glowing about uh, Stephen Halliday, like. This you guys was, see him, did you guys see him dishing out there? <laughs> this was the guy, and we have a lot of faith in him. He's been on the show a couple times. Great guy. and Friend uh, of the show. Yes, he's really coming into his own, so we're excited to see what the future holds for Stephen Halliday. New year, new him. 13 points in 10 games since the calendar flipped to 2023, wow. including nine 2024. assists. <laughs> 2024. Nine assists in those 10 games as well. We so we're going to be watching him. Look, Ohio State, they're a mid team this year is that what yep. the kids are saying i'm trying to be college cool college chic but um for me they're a team that, that things aren't going that great let's say so i don't think we're going to see him too late in the season it would be awesome if he joined belleville down the stretch like that's what i'm trying yep. to get at here look i hope he has as much success at school as possible he kind of hinted we put him on the spot a little bit we're like hey you think you're gonna maybe turn pro after this year i think the answer is yes and i hope it is little ATO action, sign the contract, yep. don't burn a year in the offseason. That would be great. Now, the one thing, I think he might be a winger at the NHL level. Kind Agreed. of a slow it down pace. I think in the middle of the ice, you want to have a guy who can maybe get up and down the ice a little bit faster. But look, the way the Sens are built, not the worst thing in the world if Stephen Halliday ends up being a left winger for your team. He ends up being number six on our list of top 10 Sens prospects. And when you look at him, he's only 21 years old and will be uh, through the rest of the season, I believe, if I'm not mistaken here. Do you have his birthday in front of you? Yep, I can grab it here. It's Stephen Halliday's birthday. Watch it be today. No, no, July 2nd, uh, just like our good friend Lilim's Martian. There you go. So Stephen Halliday, 21 years old, lots of room left to grow. Great overage pick. Senators comes in at number six on our list of top 10 prospects. Coming in at number five. It's red light Roby. Roby Yarventi, 22 games this year, 20 points, nine goals, 11 assists, and got to make his NHL debut. Had a cup of coffee in the National Hockey League. I thought he looked good at the start and then a little bit overwhelmed towards the end. And that's normal. You play the first couple of games on adrenaline, and then afterwards, it's tough to settle in. Played seven games, had one assist, was dash five in those seven games. But he, he had a uh, he had a point in the second game, Pillsy, like, it, it was just the last couple of games and it was right after like he played both games. You might maybe people forget, but he played both games over in Sweden yep. and then he played one more game on the other side of it. And it just kind of, he needed to go back to Belleville. Now he suffered an injury and missed the last little while. He has not played in a game since January 10th. So he's almost missed the last month of the year, but man, he was on such a great run. His last 10 games had 10 points, five goals. He was really starting to find his rhythm. And look, for years, Pilsy, years, he was the youngest player, right? We're always giving him kind of, not excuses, but reasons for his inconsistency. He'd be red hot, he'd be cold. He'd be hot, he'd be cold. And it really felt like he was putting it together this year. So hopefully this injury doesn't knock him out for too much longer because he he might have the highest ceiling of the players in this prospect rankings he's the kind of guy where if he hits which he still could young player 
one of the youngest as well in his draft year, he could be the kind of guy who has 20 goal potential at the NHL level. Yeah, I agree. And Ross, I'll even kind of not spin zone it, but add a different layer to his narrative. I I think he's probably, and this is just pure speculation, but I feel like he would be the one prospect that other franchises would value similarly to the Ottawa Senators, right? Like there's some sense prospects that you got the rose colored glasses on. uh, It looks great for us in our system, but maybe other teams don't value that as much. So you talk about um, the Ottawa Senators possibly acquiring Chris Tanev for a second round pick and a piece. I believe Roby Yarventi would be the kind of piece that other teams would be looking for in a trade like that. Not that I want to trade him. It's it, That's more saying that, like, look, he's valuable to us and other teams probably would be interested in him. So Roby Yarventi, definitely an interesting player. He doesn't turn 22 until August 8th. So. That's the thing. A lot of runway and then other teams could develop him more. So he's, uh, he's a good prospect to have. And we just hope he can get a little uh, – or remain healthy and whatever injury he has i'm not sure what it is but we should get an update on that shortly and hopefully he's back on the ice soon absolutely roby arventi comes in at number five on our list of top 10 sends prospects coming in at number four it's tyler boucher tyler boucher made his ahl debut this year after a long long time out of the lineup with injury he had only played four games from last world juniors where he suffered a major injury all the way through to this, what, December? January? It might have been December. De- December 21st, games. Ross. Like, that's such a long time without. So take these stats with a grain of salt. For me, it's just a matter of that 18 games is what impresses me the most so far. Once he got into the lineup, it's not one of those where he was in, out, in, out. Once he's in, he's played every game since for the Belleville Senators. He's being used in about a third-line role right now, yep. just getting his feet wet. He's got five points, two goals in those 18 games, 31 shots on goal. But we said it going into the year, Pilsy. And I know it took a lot longer because he tweaked something in training camp right after we did our uh, our player profiles on everyone in the season, the organizational value rankings. We just wanted to see the games played up this year for Tyler Boucher, and it is. So where are you at with Tyler Boucher um, heading in halfway through this season? Yeah, I mean, the thing is he, he's just got to stay healthy. It's going to take time for a guy that hasn't played a lot of hockey in general uh, let alone starting his pro career. It's going to take time for him to adjust. Uh, right now, Ross, he's he's been on the third line in Belleville, like you mentioned. Uh, last game, Imama and Betts were on his line as well. So, you know, it'd be nice to get a little bit different of a mix of guys that he can play with to start get him going. But that's a good spot to be ice time-wise on the third line for him. And this is going to be... A long road for Boucher, right? When you when your start of your development and those key years are stunted, like his were, unfortunately, with COVID, switching programs, switching from college to uh, junior, getting injured, all these things, like it's going to take time. But I've got full faith in the kid if he can stay healthy. That he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be a pest, a menace to play against, while also having an uh, offensive touch. When we saw him at Dev Camp, the one thing everyone was raving about was his shot. He was ripping pucks. And if if they hit the post, it was a loud ring through the post. If they hit off the boards, you heard you heard a loud echoing bang. Like this guy's got some power to his shot. So hopefully he can get some players that can set him up and he can start putting the puck in the back of the net. 
just like the Sens moved on from the play, the guy who was responsible uh, making draft picks and the general manager, it's time to move past where he was picked and just focus on the type of prospect he is. Uh, a unique one, for sure. One where you're just hoping that everything could come together because the shot is elite. He stands up for teammates. He's already gotten in a couple tilts in the AHL, and uh, he could be one of those guys who you know comes up big with the with a key goal in uh in in a playoff series down the road for the Ottawa Senators so Tyler Boucher we still got faith in him man what a great kid what a great family comes from and uh we got him at number four on our list of top 10 Sens prospects coming in at number three it's the second round pick from 2021 it's Zach Stapchuk AHL rookie who's played 42 games this year has nine goals six assists for 15 points he's plus one with 65 shots Look, the way he finished off his WHL career, Pilsy, we knew it was unsustainable in terms of the point production that he was putting up. Just a, a menace once he got acquired by Winnipeg from Vancouver. But to me, he's really kind of showing that he's going to be a role player at the, at the NHL level. But the reason why we have him where we do, Pils, and you can kind of build off of this, he's the type of player that provides organizational NHL depth. And it feels like any situation you put him in, he'll find a way to make an impact on the game. Agreed. And I think the best example of that was he's a top-line player. He was putting up points at a crazy rate in the WHL, and then he goes to play in the World Juniors, and he's basically a bottom-six grinder. But he excelled in that position. And when he had time, he pulled off uh, some nice goals, some nice plays and some nice assists as well in the world juniors I'm talking about. And then when he's able to have the opportunities, he was putting up points in the WHL again. And I think he's someone that I'm not going to look at this first pro year with a lot of kind of uh, weight to his overall prospect um, opportunities here. I think next year, now that he's going to have a full season under his belt, I think next year in the pros, he's going to pop off. And already he's been given tough, or at least a lot of um, tough assignments in the AHL. In their last game, a staff check was their number one center uh, yeah. between Crooker and uh, Garrett Pilon. So he's going up against tough competition and maybe the points don't sparkle as much as you'd like from a guy that was putting up big points in the WHL. But I think that's just a testament to the kind of full package player. Like I, I kind of feel like Zach Stapchuk's like a five tool guy. He's got speed. He's got the shot. He's got playmaking ability. He's got the size. He's got ability to defend. Like this guy, I think could be one of those guys. Like you look back on long playoff runs and you kind of are like, wow, what were the bottom six like for those teams that have those long runs? You find players like Zach Stapchuk in those bottom sixes for teams that have sustained success in the playoffs. So I can't wait to see more of him. And uh, the future is very bright for Stapchuk. I'm glad we haven't been doing a player comparable for each because I think sometimes those get a bit out of hand. But like I, I see a lot of Nick Paul in Zach Estaff's yeah, game. A lot definitely. like a big, lanky player. Nick Paul, two goals game seven against the Leafs. Love big it. game player, right? But it about. does it does feel like he's going to be a penalty killer at the next level. A yep. depth guy, guy who hopefully can snap back a ton of face-offs would be a, a nice bit for the Ottawa Senators to get in their system. But for me, he's a couple years away. Like some people want to get him in. For me, he stays in Belleville all the rest of this season and next, and then you can get him in the mix. But Zach Stapchuk comes in at number three on our list of top 10 Sens prospects. Coming in at number two, 
Hashtag goalie friendly show. Look, we moved the goalpost a little bit for this one because he's 23 years old, but the development for Mad Sogard should be considered prospect still. And Mad Sogard comes in at number two. Look, he was a second round pick in 2019 for Ottawa. He is a guy who moved up. The Ottawa Senators moved up to get him. They saw value. He's a big boy, six foot seven, and he's a guy who's always been working to find his consistency. The hardest thing for a goalie to find is consistency. In the AHL, Pilsy, I think he found that this year. Yeah, and he found that this weekend, uh, definitely as this weekend. He had two wins, a 925 save percentage and a 963 save percentage. So definitely that was successful for Matt Sogard. You love to see that. And yeah, as as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, 10-5 and 2 record, which is easily his best record in the AHL. And nope. Oh. Remember? Oh when he no, came? true. Never mind. Yeah, I gotta scroll up a little. Seven yeah. and oh when he started. So not even close. I said easily his best record, not even close. That's a dash one for me on that. Um, but yeah, Matt Sogard, look, we believe in him. Brady Kachuk believes in him. The Ottawa Senators traded up to draft him. Obviously, the the old regime believes in him. And look, this is a franchise where the crease has not been kind to them ever since Craig Anderson has left. you got to put stock in a big goalie that can move like Mad Sogard does. And I really think there's going to be a day where he's going to be a major piece for the Ottawa Senators' success story. And if you trade him? He's going to be Ben Bishop. You just can you just know he's well, going to be Ben Bishop. Or even like what happened recently with Gustafson, right? Like maybe maybe you want to keep a guy like Gustafson if yeah, you're not confident in your goalie. So you want to have a guy like Mads if you're not confident in your current NHL duo, which I would say is fair to say right now. Now, the interesting part with him is look, and and maybe Anton Forsberg's good to go, but would you subscribe to the fact that maybe leaving Mads in the AHL for the rest of the year is the right yep. choice. Yep. Yep. I, I think 100% that's the right choice, not only for his development, Ross, but to Belleville's got to get to the playoffs. Those guys need uh, a taste. And some of the top guys we've mentioned here, they need to experience playoff hockey. And I just think I've said it a million times. So I'll just say it shortly. I don't want the same up and down development that Philip Gustafson went through to happen to Mad Sogard here. So I think it's clear, Ross, that he thrives in the AHL and could use consistent starts and isn't quite ready to make that jump to the NHL yet. Could not agree more. I'd rather see Mando. I'd rather see Levy at the NHL level and just let let Mads do his thing down there and get the Senators to a position where they are a team to be reckoned with in the uh, in the national or in the AHL this season. Because if you look at it, Mads' save percentage, everything is just it just screams. Um, top end talent right now in the American Hockey League. If you look at qualified goalies, team guys who have played enough games this season in the AHL, he's right up there in a tie for third best save percentage in the American Hockey League. So he only played 22 AHL games last year. He's already at 18 this year. Look, he was split between NHL, AHL, NHL, AHL, and then obviously yep. when the injuries happened for sure, ends up playing 19 games at the NHL level. So he's a guy where it's like, He's already played 25 NHL games. Like uh, that's too much for me at this point. He's played 82 in the AHL. Let's get that to 100 this yep. year. And then, like for me, this is he's an RFA after this summer. To me, I give him one of those 
two-year deals where the second year is one way. Love it. And then uh, this is a huge summer. That's a big carrot kind of dangling for him. Chase it. He needs to be ready to go next next training camp to be an NHLer for me. Um, I'm not sure when he needs waivers. Obviously, with the games played, it might be a little bit different. But Mad Sogard still got a ton of faith in him. Look, we even we even discussed putting him at number one on this list because if yep. he develops into the ceiling that we believe he has, I think he's going to be a starter in the NHL level. I really do. I think that the combination of athleticism and size and um, it's just about getting his consistency and mental game to a point where he can let in a bad goal, shake it off, and be right back at it. But Mad Sogard comes in at number two on our list of top 10 Senators prospects. Coming in at number one, choo-choo, the K-Train has left the station. He's playing pro hockey. Tyler Clevin comes in at number one. 30 games played. He's got 13 points, almost half a point per game at the AHL level. Has already played a cup of coffee at each last year and this year at the NHL level when they were dealing with injuries on the back end. I love that he's plus eight at the AHL level. I love that he's ripping the pill, 56 shots on goal. And I love that we're starting to see the physicality that made him a hallmark feared player at the NCAA level. Look, he's probably the prospect that we've played closest attention to because he was with Jake Sanderson and Shane Pinto. Or, yeah, him and Shane Pinto played one year together, the yep. his freshman year at Nodak when they had all four of the Nodak mm-hmm. sends with JBD. But look, did you think Clevin's transition to pro hockey was going to be this smooth? Yeah, I did because he had all the pieces to be able to do that. And he had to tone things down in college hockey. Now, I think he's slowly kind of releasing uh, those old habits playing college hockey and starting to get more physical, like you mentioned. He's got the size. He's the type of defenseman that the Ottawa Senators need. They need a physical, strong, shutdown defenseman to play uh, on their bottom pair. And Tyler Clevin, I think as soon as next year, will be ready to do that. And as soon as next year, likely will be the guy on that left spot on the bottom pair for the Ottawa Senators. So I think... The fact that he would fill such a void for the Sens' decor is the reason why we have him so high. And just, I feel like, Ross, he might be a low ceiling but high floor guy. I think it's easy to predict what kind of guy he's going to be at. But I I know maybe you you have a higher ceiling for him. I think he's high floor, high ceiling. Because I I think there's a world where (laughs) That's what you want. Where he's a high, like a, a solid shutdown second pair defenseman because he's moving the puck a lot better than I thought. Like, look at his yeah. point totals as well, Pilsy, is what kind of shocks me. There, there's only one year in college, his final year in college, where he had more points than he has so far in yeah. the AHL. His last year, where he had 18 points in 35 games, he's already at 13 and 30. Like, he's, he's putting up the offense even better than he did on average in college, which is super impressive as a 21-year-old, now 22 rather, he just turned it last month. But for me, it's like, if he can become, like think about him when he's 26, 27. He's already six foot four. Like to me, he's going to be a guy that's that's feared at the NHL level. Like if he could be the next Anton Volchenkov, I know A-train, K-train, but like Mm -hmm. that to me is kind of the path that he's on right now. But as well as being a modern day defenseman, the point show show it as well. Like this guy can move the puck as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, I guess maybe it's unfair, Ross, because I'm I'm looking at his potential in the Ottawa Senators system, where I don't see a world where 
Tyler Clevin is a left shot defenseman on a second pair of a team that has Thomas Chabot, Jake Sanderson, and Jacob Chikrin, right? I just, I don't, I don't know how he gets in the mix there. So maybe I'm being unfair and, and putting his ceiling on top of uh, that uh, bottom pair defenseman, but I wouldn't say that it's it's impossible for him to overachieve uh, being a bottom pair defenseman. So yeah. let me make that clear. No, no, I love it. And, and look, this is the type of player that the Senators need, right? Yep. Like, yeah, look at it right awesome. now. The way they have Chikrin playing on the right, like to me, you mentioned it earlier, saying like, oh, could Roby be a guy that's valuable to other teams? Now, I don't know how valuable Eric Branstrom would be, but think about it. If you move Eric Branstrom for a position of need and then you're able to slide in Tyler Clevin, yep, exactly. like to me, having... Sanderson, Shabbat, and then Clevin as your third guy. Mm -hmm. It just adds a different element. You've got a two-way guy, great skater. You've got another great skater, but a much more offensive-minded defenseman in Shabbat. Here's your play killer. He Here's yep. your guy that Mark Mathot would say puts out fires. But like, I actually I love the fact that he's playing, and I hope he continues to play the rest of the season in Belleville because Agreed. this is great pro experience for him, and he'll step in and be a menace. I know he's played 13, 14 NHL games, but next season for me is where Tyler Clevin's really going to thrive as an NHLer. Look, I know that people choked when it moved up because look, the, the Leafs got two euros that, Oh my God, these guys, they're so silky. Well, Tyler Clevin is his development has been pretty linear, just straight up ever since the draft. And, um, and he's come a long way and I'm excited to see what's next. So Tyler Clevin comes in at number one on our list of top 10 cents prospects. Yep. The top dog, the K train. So, as you can see, our prospect list has changed drastically from the last time we did it in May. And a lot of that is due to circumstances of some of the better players graduating and some of the top players uh, aging out here. And I think what this exercise has done, Ross, and through our chat with Scott Wheeler, where he ranked the Ottawa Senators 31 out of 32 in the prospect pipeline, it has shown us that this team has a glaring problem when it comes to reinforcements and restocking the prospect pipeline. And they need to use the 2024 draft as an opportunity to try to get at least one, if not two, blue chip guys back in the system. And that's possible. And we'll discuss yep. with Scott on Thursday. Now, here is the final list. Our top 10 cents prospects under 23 years old for February of 2024. Jorian Donovan at number 10. Max Gannett at number 9. Oscar Pedersen at number 8. Levy Merrillinen, the first of two goalies, coming in at number seven. Stephen Halliday, the only um, college hockey player on this list at number six. Roby Arventi at number five. Tyler Boucher at number four. Zach Stapchuk at number three. Mad Sogard at number two. And Tyler Clevin at number three. Now, if you're interested in prospects, watch the Belleville Sense because would you look at that? Eight out of the top 10 Sens <laughs> prospects are already playing in the American Hockey League. That's yeah. interesting there. Jorian Donovan in the OHL, the only other one I mentioned, Halliday. So um, this is the top 10 Sens prospects. Let us know what you think. Who did we miss? Did we have any? Did we dishonorable-ize ourselves? Get missing mad out? at our list. Get mad at our list and let us know why in the comments. We'll be back tomorrow. Ian Mendes, we had such a great chat with Ian. Yeah. We had to split it into two parts. So part one comes tomorrow, part two on Wednesday, Scott Wheeler on Thursday, and then weekend preview. Senators are back. I don't know if you heard, Pilsy. The Senators are 6-2-2 two, and two in their last 10 games. Oh, I'm aware. I am so, aware. 
So plenty more to discuss this week. Thank you for subscribing, telling a friend of Locked On Senators. For bonus content, consider subscribing to our Patreon as well. The link is in the bio, the link tree as well. For today, though, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been another edition of the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.